This is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. And welcome to The Bullpen. It is the Wednesday, what is this, Thanksgiving Eve edition. It's my Friday. Of The Bullpen. It's, it's my Friday I'm as well. I'm calling it my Friday. I don't it care what day it is. Absolutely feels like a Friday. Well, we won't be here tomorrow, nor will we be here for the actual Friday. Although we will be back on Monday. You'll get uh, an extra dose of us on Monday. You're going to get uh, three full hours That's right. of us. I hope you're ready. Uh, so, yes. We'll be taking over almost sports. But we do appreciate you Monday. joining us today uh, on this uh, this pre-Thanksgiving, this pre-Turkey Day. I'm, I'm starving already. I've not eaten yet. I've been here since the 3 o'clock hour, and I've yet to eat uh, today. And so I'm still thinking about all that food tomorrow. Well, I'm sorry you're thinking about food because you got a ways to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I could eat something at least on my way home. Nah, just, you know, you I, gotta I, hold off. I filled in uh, over fast, there with fast uh, yourself until Thanksgiving. See what happens. Filled in over there with Don Pryor for four hours this morning, and so I just kind of forgot to eat. I was so excited about uh, you know, being in the presence of such a legendary legend, legendary head. Don Pryor with a true story. <laughs> let me Don tell you, Don Pryor with a true story. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you, you got any big plans coming up tomorrow? Uh, just spending time with the girlfriend's family. Yeah, because uh, they've they've essentially adopted me into theirs since I can't be with mine. Have you uh, since you've been down? Have you spent most of your Thanksgivings away? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I th- I don't think I've gone back once. I I've gone back every year for Christmas. Although yeah, this that's kind the, of the more important one. Yeah, but this will be the first year I'm not traveling on Christmas. And let me tell you, I'm thankful. I'm excited. About I'm sad. This will be this is this will be the first year. I, that I will not spend Christmas with my family. Yeah, ever. it's weird. Ever. It's weird. Uh, I, I've been there. I think it was yeah. my first four, four or five years in radio. I didn't. I don't. I didn't get to spend a, a single Thanksgiving with family. Yeah. Uh, I've been lucky on Christmas, though. I, I have worked Christmas, but uh, you know, yeah. it's cut thankfully, into my day. Thankfully, they'll be coming in January. Yeah, and uh, we'll be we'll be doing our delayed Christmas. Well, there you again. go. Something to look This will be to. our second delayed Christmas, but that's okay. Uh, Better late than never. Yeah. Holidays. Better late than never. Here we go. Uh, 512-834-1027 is the number here if you want to give us a call. And uh, have you seen uh, the the uh, who's who's uh, some of the names on the list for uh, Hall of Fame semifinalist, uh, NFL Hall of Fame semifinalist? Uh, I saw a few. Um, I'll be honest. I was a little uh, irked that uh, they snubbed my guy, Sean Alexander. I feel like a, he is a Hall of Famer in waiting, and I'm not sure why they're, they keep snubbing him, but... The so, list is nice. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so you've got the first year. Not to be too negative. Uh, Darrell Rivas is uh, his first year. Uh, Rivas eligible. Island. Yeah, and I remember uh, that. Let's see here. He's uh, among 28 modern day semifinalists uh, here. And uh, joining Rivas, we've got uh, offensive lineman. Let's see, uh, Joe Thomas. Uh, we've got defensive lineman Dwight Freeney, James Harrison. A lot of names there are, are have been on here for a while. Uh, Darren Woodson, Heinz Ward, you know, seventh time. They're, they've been on the Rondé Barber on the sixth time. Um, but I, a lot of lot of big names mm-hmm. are on this list. It looks like all 28 going to be reduced to, what, 15 before the final voting process coming up in January? It's a weird. That's how they do it in the weird, NFL. Yeah, that's weird how the NFL does it. And then they, what, after they've whittled it down, they still make you wait yeah. before they decide to announce it. Uh, I believe that's going to be on February 9th during the NFL honors. Uh, and at the same time, I think the uh, Associated Press can announce its individual awards for the season as well. MVP, Coach of the Year, and Heard whatnot. Uh, looks like four finalists previously announced, uh, Don Coryell in the coaching category, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, uh, Ken Riley in the senior category. 
Never heard of any of those names, well, but hell now yeah. You have. <laughs> now you have right on the bullpen. Right on to those guys. Welcome to the bullpen. That's how we inform. Uh, did you see uh, some of the, the names of the, the players of the week, speaking of awards? Uh, I did see one uh, very, current very cowboy player on that on list. There. Yeah, and Tony talking about Tony Pollard? Uh, I sure am. Making his, uh, how great of that? How great is that? NFC Offensive Player of the Week for the first time in his entire career after that stellar performance in that 40-3 to throttling against the Vikings. It was stellar. And it was a dynamic dual threat. 189 total yards, 80 on the ground, six receptions, 109 yards, two touchdowns. Definitely worthy of a, of a Player of the Week honors. That's right. On the other Absolutely. side, uh, you had, uh, who do it? Travis Kelce. Yeah. Travis Kelsey? Yeah, Travis Kelsey. He, uh, he, he is the uh, AFC. Offensive player of the week. Good for those guys. Yeah. Better yeah. for Tony Pollard. I, I mean, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Tony Pollard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keep it up. He's looking really good. He's, he's the future. It's got to be. Would you say that uh, when it comes to the MVP, the NFL MVP award over the years, it's really, it might as well just at this point, be a quarterback award? Uh, Has it really become just a quarterback not award? Not on my side because when we campaign for Russ every year. He never even got a single vote. Micah Parsons says it, it's definitely a... A quarterback award. He wants to know why. He quoted it's the most important position in football. No well, offense to Mike Mike Parsons' position, but he, he quoted a tweet for uh, a, 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 on Twitter uh, from the NFL. They displayed a graphic: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, all quarterbacks, uh, all named when uh, fans were asked who they'd pick for MVP. Sure. And Parsons asked the simple question: Why is this a QB based award? Uh, you know, why don't you have a hundred? Uh, tackles and fifteen sacks, and then you'll be named the MVP. You got to get you got to get double digit sacks to be thought of because it's a. I mean, it's essentially a fan based award. You're right. It is. Now, the thing yeah. about you Adrian have the Peterson sexy stats. Adrian Peterson was the last non quarterback to win uh, to win the award. Yeah. He did it back in 2012, and and it took him putting up historic numbers to do it. That's what I'm saying. 348 carries, almost 2100 yards. That's what it took for him to get done. Sean Alexander had to had to break the touchdown record to get an MVP, mm-hmm. and he got it in 2005. You go from 5 to 12. I don't know if there was that many non-quarterbacks in between that, but... The AP has selected a, a quarterback nine straight times. Aaron Rodgers has won three of those times in that span. Look, I mean, and more power... Look, they deserve that award. It's not like any of the MVPs didn't deserve it. Do you know... T- take a guess who was the last defensive player... To win that award in the NFL. Uh, One of the greats of all time. What year? 1986. Oh, God. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. That's how long it's been since a, since a defensive player has won the MVP in the NFL. 1986. 1986. So that was the year of my birth. Okay. So I'm probably not going to know this one. Uh, Lawrence Taylor? That's exactly who it is. Boom! Very, very good. Well done, my friend. That is a different sounding bell. Than and and, and uh, I mean, he's one of two defensive players to ever win MVP. The other being Alan Page for the Vikings back in 1971. And Taylor, like mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson, he had to put up historic uh, numbers that year. 20 and a half sacks, 105 total tackles, two forced fumbles. But I mean, look, you're putting up historic numbers. You should be a shoo-in for the MVP then. And there's no discounting what they did with those historic numbers to get the MVP. There's no discounting the numbers that... These quarterbacks put up to take you to you know to be so successful because Aaron Rodgers was close to the Super Bowl in pretty much all those MVP years, was he not? I mean, even if he wasn't, they still made the playoffs and he put up quote unquote historic numbers for the quarterback. Now nah, look, you're not wrong, man. Uh, I'm not trying to argue against that there shouldn't be a defended a defender as an MVP, but you 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 have a you have a higher uh, what do you what do you call it? You have a higher um, expectation 
to to get the MVP if you're not a quarterback, basically, and putting up 40 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Yeah. because And 3,000 yards, three 4,000 yards, because that'll get you the MVP every year. Yeah, well, so if no you're doubt. not putting up 10-plus sacks or... Ten plus interceptions, you're not gonna you're not gonna be considered, and it's and it's sad, but that's just it's unfortunately it's how it is. Well, Parsons lead the cow leads the Cowboys in sacks at ten. He's third in the league. Well, Keep going, man. Third in the league. You get twenty, you'll be a shoo-in. Um, you have you have a whole half of the season to get ten more. He'll probably never win an MVP, but I bet you his trophy case will be stacked with you know sure defensive player. I don't know. Awards. He, he, if he's at ten now, you give him five, six more, he'll be in talks. He'll be in consideration. No doubt. Maybe so. No Maybe doubt. So. That's a lot of sacks, man. How yeah. many how many guys gets 20 sacks a, a year? Uh, well, I mean, when yeah. was the last time? I that's Can't a very remember, good question. I right? don't know, but I do know it was 20 and a half for Lawrence Taylor in 1986. I'm saying when the he, last time a defensive player and he won the MVP. Won the MVP. So, yeah. I'm not saying that he has to get to that level, but getting close to that will definitely get you in the running. Is this uh is this game tomorrow the Cowboys Giants? Is this is this the Beckham Bowl? The Beckham Bowl. <laughs> have you have you heard it described as the Beckham Bowl? Uh, no, and the I OBJ don't care. Sweepstakes. I really don't care. I honestly do not care where he ends up going at this point. Amid this this uh, slate of very exciting Thanksgiving Day games, we've got tomorrow. And by the way, I think it's one of the best in recent memory for Thanksgiving. It'll it means a lot. Uh, that's for sure. I, I there, there's this this whole Odell Beckham thing continues to dominate. I, I and I, I think you would agree a little too much of this game, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you've got uh, you know Giants receiver Sterling Shepard. He's out there saying, oh, "Look, it, to be honest with you, it's not winning this game tomorrow is not going to hurt anyone's chances of getting him." And and I, so now it, yeah. all the talk is basically it's coming down to Thanksgiving Day. I mean, where we're going to see him? Dallas Cowboys Twitter. Brought up OBJ. I know. Listen, I'm telling they you, it's everywhere. Him, it's everywhere. But they literally reached out to subtle, like subtly reached out to him because of what Dak said about him. Like, come on, which dude. Dak Dak was totally so in favor of it. Stupid. Think about it though. Let, let's say that that this game was a deciding game, and he decided to go with Dallas or New York for that matter. Fine. But you know, for, but it you know, I mean, it's it's soon enough to the, where he could have an impact heading into the postseason. Will he? Well, I, you know, is he going to get three hundred yards in the next in the in the last seven games will of the he season, hurt? Or, or that, or something like that? Will he stay healthy? Will it hurt? No, no, no. Will I mean, he, will will having him hurt the Cowboys? I don't know. His track record has shown otherwise. His track record has shown that he is, is a like a ticking time bomb waiting to happen when he's not happy. Isn't it? Maybe that? he's changed now because he's not been signed, and I don't know. But it doesn't feel like it. Especially because he's making this entire thing about him. Well, sure. He's making everything about where he signs. And there are a lot of other teams in the mix here. No one should care. A lot of other teams in the mix here. I understand. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Chiefs, Bills, 49ers. He probably won't hurt, but we don't know that because we don't know what he can bring to a team right now. He says he's fully healthy. Then why isn't he signed? Because he's making a a spectacle out of this. And he wants to be on the right playoff team to make a playoff run. It doesn't matter who wins this game. Well, it may. It very well may. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I personally personally care, but I, I, I can't say that I'm at least somewhat intrigued by it, where he may go. And that's fair. I mean, you're more of a Cowboys fan than me, so I get that. You want him on that team, obviously, right? 
I don't know. I think you got me mixed up with somebody else. I grew up in a household where I was taught you you do not love the Cowboys. Well, okay. I came from an Oilers household. You're a Texan. I'm sure at one point in time you have rooted no, for the Cowboys. I have nothing. I have, I have nothing against the Cowboys. I'm sure. just kidding. I, I really don't. I'm, I I'm not a, a fan of the Cowboys, the Cowboys, but I have nothing against them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'd look. I'd love to see him come here to Dallas, but or well, here to Texas, I should say. Uh, just flip and sign somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. <laughs> So right, just get it over with, man. Damn. So they're one of uh, the, the Cowboys playing one of three pretty what what could be pretty interesting matchups tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Uh, three games with uh, playoff implications. I think in both conferences, full feast of exciting matchups. I'd say uh, full feast. Yeah, full feast. Ooh, how about that? How about that? Uh, you are a journalist. Five teams coming in here. They got winning records heading into the Thanksgiving Day games, and uh, so you've got the. I mean, the the only other one being the the Lions at four and six, and they're coming off a three game winning streak right now. Yeah, they're looking okay. They, they're looking all right. Yeah, they're I mean, saving Dan Campbell's job. In fact, there are some people out there that that are a little concerned for the Buffalo Bills tomorrow because of the way the Lions have been playing of late. I'm not one of them, but I don't know. Bills have looked pretty bad lately. I was just about to say anything's <laughs> possible with the way the Bills have kind of yeah. started trending yeah. lately. Uh, but that's one of them. Bills, uh, Bills, Bills at Lions, uh, Giants at Cowboys, and Patriots at Vikings. That'll be a fun one, too. Uh, see, all three of them. What I, Vikings team are we going to get, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would hope you'd have a Vikings team that feels a little energized coming off that embarrassment that they suffered at the hands of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I know, I, I think part of the embarrassment is that, is that most of us actually didn't expect that to happen. I think a lot of Cowboys fans weren't expecting that to happen. You'd hope. I mean, they were 8-1. If you have Jefferson on your uh, fantasy team, you're probably going to be happy tomorrow. So Bills are playing the Lions on Thanksgiving for the first time since 1994, the third time overall on the holiday, and Detroit's 2-0 against Buffalo on, uh, on Thanksgiving. Giants playing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving is the first time in 30 years. 1992 was the last time, and it's the second time they've oh ever played God, on Thanksgiving. that was 30 years 30 ago? 30 years ago. Can you uh. believe that? Uh, Vikings and Patriots Gross. meeting on Thanksgiving for the very first time, and uh, Minnesota's hosting its very first ever Thanksgiving Thanksgiving game. Word up! Who do you think's got the best the best Thanksgiving Day record overall? Is it between those teams or? Yeah, well, yeah, of of these teams, yeah, got to be the Lions. Yeah, they've been absolutely on, they've, right. They've, they've definitely played the most games. Thirty-seven and forty-three and two are behind, uh, or the Cowboys behind their thirty-one, twenty-two yeah, and one. It's got to be Lions one A, uh, Cowboys one B yeah. of like Thanksgiving games. Yeah, I, like, I actually, if you'd asked me that, I, I was thinking, I was like, well, would I go Cowboys over Lions or vice versa? It's a, it's a clo- not even a close third. At growing third. up, six I, four and three with yeah, the Giants there. Growing up, I I I recognized the Lions more as a Thanksgiving Day game than me anything too. else. Me too. Uh, Usually the Lions played the Cowboys. That's though, what I was so. just about to say. As a kid, I yeah. always remembered that that's that's who was playing. My Hawks have played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving once. That did not end well at all. Yeah, the Cowboys um, have, a, have an okay record on not, Thanksgiving. Not okay with that game. <laughs> not okay with them <laughs> playing on Thanksgiving, but that's okay. Um, for those diehard fans, man, it really ruins that day for you. You think so? I mean, growing. Well, I'll be honest. Look, growing up, enough to I pass was, out, man. I was the guy growing up who let you know, wins and losses dictate how I was going to, my mood was going to be. And, you know, you see people go viral for headbutting their TV because their team lost, right? They're going to throw the controller at the TV. Like, and now you're talking, it's a Thanksgiving Day game. Like, 
No, Ten- I, tensions tensions run all high already. I get I on get holidays that holidays regardless. I get that. Yeah, and then you bring in the tensions of a football game. Because I mean, we're gonna see some exciting videos on Friday. I guarantee it. Like you're the guy who's still mad about something that happened on a random Sonics game in 1993. Like you you hold you hold these things. You're very passionate. I about wouldn't your say I'm that far. I'm kidding. But, I, but you know, I do hold. But the you grudge hold these things very gone. passionate. Well, well, of course. Yeah. I mean, look, I was there. The on the uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it the the, the kick the final day the who was who, Janikowski was it Janikowski who uh, Romo missed the missed the snap fumbled the snap and tried to run it in on the uh, you were there goal oh hell yeah I was there that was great all right that that's exciting yeah I hold I hold that one deep um <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you see Micah Parsons whining about his haircut this. No. At the end of last week, this week, he's apparently he's he's pissed because his haircut is now two hundred dollars. He's complaining about this. Don't they have personal barbers on the team? Yeah, apparently not. He's like, look, uh, he, he tweeted out. He says, my barber upped his house call price to two hundred dollars. I might grow an afro now. And then he came out and he says uh, he's really frustrated about it, mostly because his barber upped it. But most of the time, he's out there on the field with a helmet on. And nobody sees his hair anyway. I'm thinking, well, dude, what are you, what are you complaining about? Why are you who spends what man spends two hundred dollars on a haircut? I don't have sympathy for a man who makes millions of dollars complaining about a two hundred dollar haircut. Uh, listen, I don't he have sympathy for any it. man who spends two hundred dollars on a haircut. That. I I I have to pay forty dollars for my haircut. You hear? You don't hear me complaining? Which I believe I still believe is too much. You know, I you love got short Keisha. hair. Man, Keisha is great. She's my barber. She's wonderful. Yeah. Short shout out short hair company. Good to, good love to keep, that spot. Good to keep. Uh, know who's messing with your head right yeah of course yeah she knows how to do. look before that it was my sister for most of my life because she's a hairstylist so it's a trust thing i trust her that would listen that's very shout important. out I've, I've always had this weird thing about uh get my hair cut and having somebody standing over top of me i don't know it's just a weird feeling you don't like a lot of things so I, i'm a weird guy <laughs> you're, you're I, a weird I, guy I, I, will, I will not weird argue guy. that uh looks like uh the jets Making a, making a quarterback change as Zach Wilson may have ruined his entire career there in New York. With two words. Two words. Two words. He said it twice. The same word. Not only. No and no. Right. Not only has he lost the fan base, most likely, there's a very good chance he's lost the locker room as well. You can't take responsibility for your there. actions. You can't hold your yourself accountable for why the team lost. You're out of there, bro. Like, real quick. I don't care where you were drafted. Big news out of uh, Houston Texans as well, as uh, Davis Mills may not be watching the game on Sunday as uh, he normally does. (laughs) Somebody listens to Patrick Osborne in Houston. And on a similar note, is it time to fire Lovey Smith? That is the word, the question I should say, being asked around parts of Houston right now. That's not coming from me. Got some poll results on that coming up as well. 512-834-1027. Give us a call. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. And welcome back to the bullpen. This uh, Thanksgiving Eve edition, Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins with you. 512-834-1027 is the number. Uh, we were talking a little Cowboys before the break and uh, some of these Thanksgiving games. And uh, you know who knows pretty well about playing for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Is, who uh, Michael Irvin. Dude, this is as close as you can get to a playoff game, playoff atmosphere. You're the only game on at that time. Everybody's watching you. These games were so incredible, man. We were talking about them the other day, how, how much I enjoyed playing on Thanksgiving. 
there was nothing like it. We got a chance to do it every year. Yeah, so I and that's uh, Irvin on uh, 105.3 The Fan up there in Dallas, by the way. Um, I, I just said to me, I've always thought since I was a little boy, I always thought, man, if I played in the NFL, that's that's the one day that I I think I would I would always want to be playing. There's just something about it. Sure, something about a Thanksgiving Day game. Um, so I like playing turkey ball on Thanksgiving, although yeah. I don't know anyone this year playing. So, but turkey bowls was always something we did. Loved doing that. Turkey bowls? Yeah, turkey bowls. It's where you got you gather friends and you play football in the park oh. on Thanksgiving. You play early in the oh, morning. I didn't really. Okay, we we just we didn't have the fancy title, but we did. The what would you thing. call it? Football. Let's go play football. Oh, whatever. Yeah, football Ooh, in the sorry. park. Let's go play football in the park. Come on, there's got to be someone out there who called the turkey bowl with me. Let's go. Listen, I'm I'm sure I'm in the minority. As we have we as we've already established. <laughs> I don't right? know. Maybe it's a weird state guy. to state calls us something different. Um, I guess. So uh, Cowboys playing the playing the Giants, and uh, head coach Mike McCarthy was actually asked, you know, how this current Giants team actually uh, differs from the one they saw earlier in the year. I think the consistency that they've shown is their ability to, to to play to their blueprint. I mean, I think they've done a really good job of you know controlling the time of possession, you know, keeping games close. They've been winning games down the stretch. So you know, with that, every time you win one of those games, your confidence builds. So I think that part's similar. But I, I think they're just like all of us. You know, you got different things going on in your lineup and you know we're both challenged because of the time of year with the you know with with the illnesses that are going around so i mean you're gonna have some of that but uh you know i i think how they want to play and what they're trying to do is 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 being very consistent all year all right so here's something that i i, I honestly i'm not too hip to right now you heard mike mccarthy there mention that the quote illness mm-hmm. that's been going around uh i don't know much about it going on with the cowboys but i mean they bring it up every press conference that uh, maybe it's a the uh, they talked about the coaches but I, I don't know. I, they, Dak talked about it the other day, and I know, I know uh, RSV is is going around like crazy. I know people in three different states who've gotten it. You think that's what he's talking about? I could be. I don't know. There's some sort of flu going around. I don't know. I got my flu shot, so I think it, I might have deflected it a bit. But because I had a really bad cough for a while, but I think that was part of it. But I don't know. I'm, he's talking about he. They they keep bringing it up every presser. Well, here's McCarthy more on the uh, the this uh, mystery virus he, he mentioned. Well, I think it's more the the virus that's going around. So I I think just like anything, I mean, every day, you know, it seems like, you know, brings another you know, staff member or or, or someone. So we're, you know, we'll practice today, and you know, we we're gonna have a full practice. So we'll just continue to work, and and hopefully we'll we'll have it resolved by tomorrow. Well, let's hope so. And last yeah, it's no joke, Cowboys man. Like sick for the, Cow- the Thanksgiving Day game. The people close to me who had it—I mean, they had it for weeks. There's been stuff weeks. going around. I mean, my, you know, my wife was sick just recently with some nasty stuff and coughing all the time. Uh, so she I mean, could have had it too. I mean, I know RSV is is mainly on—you know—it affects infants, but apparently, it's rampant. My wife had the flu, and I know that they said the flu's been going around pretty bad. But uh, yeah, it could be one or the other. Could be both. They could be—you know—they could be going hand in hand. Who knows? Stay safe out there, Stay y'all. Wash your indeed. hands. Stay safe indeed. Uh, so New York Jets players have been informed this morning in a team meeting that Zach Wilson not starting on Sunday against the Bears. It's quite the shocker. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm we all kind of saw this coming. Mm. Guy clowned his whole team. Yeah, really did. Uh, so the decision means either Mike White, who's a second on the depth chart, or Joe Flacco going to start the game. Flacco was in earlier this season for him, I think. <laughs> it was a name I just stated. It's still I cannot believe he is still in the I was just league, say dude. Like, I forgot he was still in the league. They were, they were fighting with He's back with the Jets again. This yeah. is like his t- second or third time tenure with them. Yeah. Uh, I still can't believe he won the Super Bowl Flock back was, in 2012. He started the first three three games of the season this year. Uh, Zach Wilson, I think he 
went under uh, arthroscopic knee surgery yeah. or something like that. I I, I got to believe it's got. I mean, f- you got to believe Flacco gives you the best chance to win. Absolutely, with within I'd, those I'd put three quarterbacks. I don't even know who the other guy is. Yeah, Mike White. Mike White. I really sure. don't know much about Mike him. I just White. know he's second on the depth chart. All right. Um, you know, Wilson was five and two with the Jets as a starter this season, but the two losses both come against New England. Yeah. Ouch. Um, that got you benched. But then, I mean, it was poor. He was poor. And they've been trying to just in this, uh, I think it's a, a, an 11-year playoff drought there for the Jets. And, you know, it, it's, they, they, they don't have any time to waste, and they're coming off this, this career-low 77 yards put up by uh, I still by love that, that Wilson said that that wasn't the problem. That's not why they lost. Yeah, what did he blame it on? He was like, well, like wind and, and stuff like that. I don't know what he said. I, all I know is he got asked the question: Does does he feel like uh, he was at fault for the loss today, or the offense and was at said, fault? And he said no. He said, no, your seventy-seven yards in an entire game was not the problem. That's a career low. Who the hell are you, it's, guy? It's, it created a firestorm because I mean, it, it, Wilson hasn't taken any blame for his part here. Uh, and so you know what? That was the that was one of the cons of Mister Wilson before he was drafted little full of himself. That was literally one of the things that that was against him on every list that I saw of pros and cons for drafting this guy. He, I, he's full of himself, and he doesn't hold himself accountable. I heard Stephen A. Smith put it. I think it was today. First, he called Zach Wilson trash, Oof. which and and he seemed to take that that very seriously in doing. Watch so. your words there, well, Mister yeah. Smith. And then he he basically he, he called him a boy playing a man's game, and I think that is. One of the best summations I could think of. Zach Wilson is an absolute child, and and he's surrounded by a bunch up, of men. And yeah, yep. and he's got a lot of growing up to do. You're so not going to win over a team being a child of so, the locker room. So he's alienated the fan base. He's well, he's angered the fan base. He's alienated much of the locker room. Robert Sale says, uh, you know, he's not. His career is not over with the Jets, despite this benching. I don't see how it's not over. Even if he's not, all right, so say you bring him back. I mean, but you've lost the fan base. Yeah. You've lost your, your teammates in the locker room. What else do you have? Who is it? Was it Alec Baum for uh, the Phillies who said he hated playing in front of them and then won them back just by, you know? Sure. I don't know how. I don't remember how he won them back, but he did. It, it's the same thing. Anything's possible. Look, Zach Wilson is a young guy. He's got to learn that he can't be who he once was. His personality right. has got to completely change. He has to grow up. He has to because he has the talent. We saw it at BYU. Well, sure, it was there. It wasn't great. I don't think he should have been drafted as high as he he was. But I mean, look, the talent's there. He's won games in the NFL. He's proven he can. He's got to grow up, man. That's 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 all there is to it. And if he can't, if he doesn't want to, then he'll take his millions that the Jets gave him and run away with it, and you won't hear from him ever again. And maybe that's what he wanted in the first place. Who knows? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't getting know. your hands on a bunch of money when I'm making uh, yeah. I'm making accusations that are way out there. I'm not really I don't believe that, but you never know with people, man. You the just, thing is, you just I, don't. When I look at him, just look at looking at him physically, he looks very young. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's it's almost like his personality matches his outward appearance. I mean, it looks stereotypically, like, yes, yes, judgmentally, yes. But I don't I don't yes. mean it. I don't and mean I'm not it like saying that. you are. I'm just saying. It's really easy to look at him because he looks like he's twelve, and so he's gonna. Yeah. And, and the way he acts, it like his old man just taught him how to shave. You know, with he just a, with learned a, how to tie a tie. With, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, I wonder 
You can win the fans back, but I really wonder if he's going to win back the respect sure. of his fellow Jets. It's just too bad when you're this young in the league with all that talent in front of you, and these are the things we have to bring up about you. We have to question your personality, your want to, your drive. Well, when you're the you're in the NFL, man. You're in New York City. I know. Come uh, on, yeah. Take advantage of what you've got. Which is another reason you got to wonder, you know, if if his career at least in New York may be behind him. Maybe find some new, someplace new. It just start fresh. It kind but of, they're brutal there in yeah. New York. You know, just like in Boston. You know, just like in Philly, they don't like the you know mm-hmm. loafers. Yeah, which. You know, when you spend a lot of money on a guy, you want you want, to, you want to get your return. I'm just saying, when you have an opportunity, such a great opportunity in front of you in such a massive market where you could just be a stud in New York City, and this is how you come. This is how yeah. this is how you portray yourself in front of your fans and the organization that took a huge ass risk on you. Can you imagine being a kid in that town? Like give you know, me a break. That young. God, People would man. kill for that opportunity. Would People would that. kill for any sort of huge opportunity to expand their career. Well, especially in playing football, you know, or playing any sport for that yeah. matter. Yeah. Um no, no, no. Anyway, so that's the latest out of the the New York Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson not not playing. I, I, I agree. I think Joe Flacco is probably your best. You bet. better learn from this experience or we'll never hear from him again. And look, the coach can say what all he wants. That's that's another coach speak reference right there. What he said, obviously, he's going to say that. And you know, and just like you read between the lines on Monday when he said that he was non-committal on who was going to start on Sunday or whenever they play, because you say that, you know, he we knew this was coming. Right. So. You know who else has been pretty non-committal uh, this week about their quarterback situation has been both Texans head coach Levy Smith. Mm-hmm. And GM Nick Casario, both of whom adequately so, yeah. rightly so, they should be. Yeah, this has been this should have been questioned weeks ago. Casario was initially on uh, uh, Sports Radio six ten over there in Houston, uh, talking about Davis Mills. Lovey Smith was hinting that changes could be made at quarterback there, but uh, nothing had been set in stone. Right until now. Until now. <laughs> Patrick's praises. Patrick's prayers have finally been answered. They were listening, man. They were listening. Making a switch. Uh, Kyle Allen going to get the start against the Dolphins. (laughs) Davis Mills benched. I mean, could it be any worse? It could not be any worse. It can't. Give him a shot. Like we can make fun of him all we want because of you know little thing. The things that happened in Pittsburgh, where he got smacked in the head by a helmet from Miles Garrett. I don't know if you recall that moment. I do. So that'll be synonymous with this guy forever because that's the first thing that comes into my mind. But look, how much worse could it be? Give, Listen, him, a, give him a shot. Outside of a, a garbage time touchdown run, and I do mean garbage, Ooh. Davis Mills was just, uh, he, he couldn't do anything in that 23-10 loss to the Commanders. I stand by right? what I said, though. Give him credit. He really, he played his, he tried. He really tried. He went 19 of 33. I'm just saying he tried, man. He was, no he was there every two interceptions. day, training, prepping, getting ready, practicing, doing all the things to be an NFL quarterback. You know what? I could do the same thing. <laughs> I could put in the effort. I you just, could praise look, me for the I'm effort, not an NFL. I'm not an NFL quarterback. I want to be careful with what I say in these airwaves because they can go a long way. Clearly, good I, for you for trying. Davis I got David. Clearly, like, good for you for trying. That that you is really did. That is the reach of the bullpen. I got Davis Mills benched. 
No, based on that logic. Well done, man. Uh, no. Good for you. Now, listen, I don't... Kyle Allen owes you some seats. I How w- about that? Yeah. Front row seats to watch him play. Yeah. Have fun with that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, this. I think this has been a long time coming. The, uh, the Dolphins, they've sort of seen a resurgence here under Tua Tonga-Vailoa, who right now playing some of his best football, mm-hmm. certainly I've seen this season, possibly, that I've seen in his career post-concussions. And I do say concussions, plural. Um, I, I, I think that the Texans needed to make some changes here as, as the Dolphins are coming in 7-3. And I don't really think that the, the, the Texans' defense can survive this Dolphins' offense either. Um, no, not one bit. I mean, the, their best bet is to give let Kyle Allen run the offense and hope he he uh, takes away some time away from the Dolphins' offense because that's pretty much the only way they can beat them. Miami's third in the NFL in total offense, although sixth in scoring. Yeah, they second Miami, in passing. Yeah, Miami can score in, in thirty seconds. So I yes. guess timing is probably not an issue here either. They also they also got the speediest deep threat in the NFL. Yes, Tyreek Hill. He's fast. I mean, that guy can. He's pretty fast. He can yeah. smoke. Yeah, you know. Pretty quick. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and right now, uh, Tonga Vailoa has been really accurate. He's looked really good. Uh, 71% of his throws he's completing. Uh, almost 20, 2,300 yards so far. 18 touchdowns, three interceptions, 118.4 passer rating. These guys are going to roll right over the Texans. I would think so. It would be a shock if they didn't, but I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Anything could happen, I guess. I'm just trying to look at this glass half full. I don't, yeah, I don't. I Texans don't, have just yeah. seven interceptions this whole season. 15 forced fumbles, 13 fumble recoveries. And not taking the ball away has really been impacting <clears throat> just yeah. among the many things that have been impacting yep. uh, the Houston Texans. So, Good luck, guys. Yeah. Good luck, gents. So Good luck, Kyle Allen. There is a poll out there on the Battle Red blog. This is Ooh, uh, the, the, the Texans blog here. Battle Red blog. And it asked the Battle, Battle Red blog. Battle yeah. Red. And it asked the question, should the Houston Texans fire Lovey Smith? Now, I'm on the camp of no. The Talk dude, about the dude your just got there. He's not even bridge. finished unpacking yet. Yeah. What are you talking about? Fire the guy. It's 10 games? It's been 10 games, right? Yeah. Like, that's it. I know Houston's used to losing, but they shouldn't have expectations be this. They shouldn't have had high expectations for Levy Smith to come in here and do really anything in his first year because not many coaches can do anything in their first year because most guys either aren't buying in or don't care or on their way out anyway. I mean, he got handed the keys to this broken-down car yeah. following a, a fiasco search in the offseason for a coach. And he's partially way through fixing the engine. You already want to give up. A little bit. And he, and he takes a lot of boxes, right? Yes. He's Super Bowl coach. He's turned around teams before. Guys love to play for this guy. And they already have a running back. They can build around the running back. How about that? How about you do that first? Let him see if he can do that first. Yeah. God, overreaction. As, uh, as Battle Red Blog puts it, uh, Smith's either captain of the good ship Tankathon or just not a very good NFL-level coach anymore. What do they expect from Davis Mills as the quarterback? It's tough when you got that Give guy. Give me a break, man. Like They got nothing going good for them this year because they don't have the right team. Let him put a team together first. So in That's this, how this works. In this poll, this battle red blog poll that I've, I pulled off the internet here, uh, what do you think the majority of people, do you think they want him gone now? Do you think they want him gone at the end of the season? Do you think they want him gone get at least one more season? Or do you think they want him to stick around because he's been around, hadn't been around long enough? Uh, rationally, I would hope that it was that he hasn't been around long enough, but the way you set up this poll, 
I think they probably want him gone now. Now, 32% say yeah immediately, while 38% say yeah, but wait till the season ends. What? Then you got 24%, 24% who are out there say just give him one more year, and only 6%. Say Smith's not the uh, Smith's not the problem. That he's the likely solution. Some say that is a smart six percent because I'm with, listen, they I'm are the on the right track. That is the right. Lovey, Lovey Smith there. is not a he's a smart dude. He's got very little to work with right now. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I I just I think that this is a ridiculous poll. I think the the answers are ridiculous. I think if you if you voted yes in that, you are ridiculous. You are the problem. You're the problem. Right? <laughs> Lovey Smith is not the problem. <laughs> You are. Lovey is absolutely You don't show up. <laughs> you're not giving them any reason to put out a good team in there because you're not showing up in the first place, although it's because they haven't put out a good product in a few many years. I don't know, man. Who wouldn't want to play 110% for a guy like Lovey Smith? I probably would, but, you know, maybe they need to. he needs to do some recruiting. Yeah, well, no doubt. No doubt about it. And that's how this works, and I would assume the Texans front office are just ignoring all these polls because they told them that, too. We're going to give you a chance. I hope so. I so, hope so. Let's hope. Lovey Claus, as uh, Johnny right. Rude calls him. Yeah. Uh, Texas has re-entered the uh, college football playoff rankings. We'll have more on that coming up. And there's uh, some big games coming up uh, in just a matter of that days. That there are. That there are. And uh, some, uh, a couple of big names have won uh, a couple of couple more awards. Comeback Player of the Year in the MLB. And apparently the Giants have now met with Aaron Judge. Yes, they have. We got to cram all that in the last segment. Stick around. 512-834-1027 is the number. We'll be right back. The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the Bullpen pre-Thanksgiving, pre-Turkey Day, uh, Turkey Day Eve, Thanksgiving Eve, whatever you want to call it. You're with us. That was a lot of words. That. Yes. Those five all one, work. 512-834-1027 <laughs> is the number here. He's Brandon Elkins. I'm Patrick Osborne. Hello. Uh, so uh, the Longhorns, Texas Longhorns, have re-entered the college football playoff rankings. Woo! Have you seen the rankings lately? Were they 23rd? They were number 23 now following that Man. dominant 55-14. All of it you just right took today. a guess? You didn't actually see it? I think I saw it yesterday, but I, I don't remember. Got uh, three Big 12 programs making an appearance in the latest uh, playoff Did rankings. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know that the Pac-12 and the SCC have the same amount of ranked teams in that in the college football playoff ranking. I did not know that. Six each. Okay. What up? <laughs> Pac-12 um, haters. Speaking of which, uh, from what I understand, an Oregon loss could open the door for Washington and Utah to reach the Pac-12 championship. Uh, Utah would need to lose, unfortunately, because they don't. we don't play them this year. So, uh, so they have Oregon and Utah overall, both, you need them to lose? Need, uh, yes, yes. There's a, quite a few things that need to happen. They need to win the Apple Cup. Which hell yeah, that's going to be out. although it's on a Saturday this time, which is very confusing because it's usually on a Friday. The Apple Cup is yeah, it's okay. a Saturday night on ESPN, Us which is a Washington, we'll Washington State for those of you who don't know. Nine thirty at night on a Saturday, so thank you for that ESPN. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, you, yeah, you a see- lot of things need to happen, but yes, it is possible. Um, they should probably again shouldn't have lost to ASU a few weeks ago to uh, actually have a better shot because they'd have a. Better record than the others, but here we are, and we're going to shoot for that or the Rose Bowl. So. You see where your Huskies are on this on the CFP rankings? 13th. 13th. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, baby. Uh, are are, they, are they performing better than you thought this year? Are you kidding me? They won four games last year, and they're 9-2. Well, nine and, nine and performing and better two. than last year wasn't asking a lot. I'm asking better than you I, thought this year. Yes, because I had no expectations. I, I The only thing I knew about Michael Penix Jr. was that he got hurt a lot. 
but the dude heard what the dude was a stud, but he got hurt a lot, and it's clear he's a stud. He's running the best offense in the entire college football, so that's got to tell you something. They're highly ranked. This is uh, Coach DeBeer's first year, who, by the way, just signed another extension yesterday, which is awesome. So he'll be around till 2028 at least. Uh, Very exciting times. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see where they go from here because they still have their uh, five-star quarterback in waiting and Sam Heward. Um, But we'll see, yeah, because Penix is gone after this year, so it's going to be a whole different team next year. Head over the phone But I'm excited. Tool Man Tim wants to weigh in on something here. Tool Man Tim? Is this Tim Allen? I wish. Hey, happy Friday. Hope you guys have a yeah, great happy holiday. Excuse me, Friday. Friday. In quotes, uh, Friday. Thanksgiving Eve, man. Hope you guys have a great holiday. I'll be quick. Look, obviously a Canes fan. Season didn't go as planned. Too many injuries and too many key positions. You're that. Can't lose two running backs, two wide receivers, a stud quarterback, allegedly, and four offensive linemen. But if you watch the Clemson game this weekend, which I did, so some glimpses, the future is bright. Every time a dude made a play, all I heard was true freshman, true freshman. Well, that, With that said, the big game this weekend, guys, Ohio State and Michigan. That is a um, huge. I heard somewhere that if Ohio State loses, they still have a chance. But if Michigan loses, they're out. I, I don't get it. I don't get that either. But I guess that makes sense because Ohio State's kind of shown better this year. they kind of proven that they're one of the top two teams. I guess. And then losing to a top four team is probably going to drop them maybe two spots. I, I would think. But, yeah, when Michigan's, what, th- third, right? Well, it'll just continue their reputation that I have named them and branded them as the luck eyes. Because <laughs> uh, that's what they are. As a Canes fan, you can go back to that old Fiesta Bowl. We got, we got beef with that. Worst call in the history of college football, right? There you know, is. Bucknuts Ronnie is stewing in his chair right now hearing you call yeah. them. The, 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 what do you call them? The, the luck eyes. The luck eyes. I love it. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, some people put an F on there, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll keep it clean here on the bullpen, yes, man. man. You guys do a great show. I want to keep up with it. Uh, like I said, apologize for not staying in touch. I think Texas is six and four, guys. Six and four. Yep. And ranked. Yeah. Okay. So Only I think if you would have said at the beginning of the season, would you take that and start second year? And you you might have might have said okay. But, hey, look, they had some injuries too, right? They had to flip the quarterback back and forth a little bit. It's all about rhythm, man, you know? They're actually 7-4, and, and four, uh, actually, because they won. They beat uh, Kansas. Yeah. So they're 7-4. and four. So, yeah, again, but yeah. you're right. We, still, you I think anybody would, would definitely take this after only winning five games last year. I mean, Correct. they became bowl eligible before their, you know, the 10th yeah. game. So. so here's the thing. Yeah, if, if the Canes can – you know, hold on, they got pit at home and they get that sixth win. You know, hopefully uh, they can pull it out, play well. I really like the, the freshman quarterback that they got, Ja'Cory Brown. He's making plays. He's just a kid, though. And if they can get bowl eligible, that'd be great. But they don't win bowls anymore because they're just not very good most days. Well, uh, we'll be like rooting for you, man. then. We'll be rooting for you. Yeah, you just, just got to keep... Uh... You keep up the positive, man. Keep up the fight, keep Tool up Man. The fight. We appreciate you weighing in, Tool yeah, Man. Yeah, thank very, you for very calling. much. And happy appreciate Thanksgiving it. to happy you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, passionate, passionate Canes fan. He is. We, we love, we love, we love his passion. We love that uh, he still knows a lot about these Texas teams, too, yes, even indeed. though he's a, he's a big Canes fan. So, uh, who you got? You got uh, Baylor, Texas. Who are you taking? Oh, give me Texas, baby. Okay. Get that eighth win. Get a good bowl game. 
get your ninth win, and feel good about next season. Baylor over Texas, 27-23. You heard it here first. 27-23. Baylor? Did mm. you just say that? I just did. I'm going to call it 34-20, Texas. Okay. Bijan's going to run all over the place. West Virginia at Oklahoma State. God, you know, I, I I was rolling the OK OK State bandwagon for a while, but uh, let's give West Virginia you're, you're taking a good West final Virginia lot, a good final win. Okay, so you're taking West Virginia over Oklahoma State. Bring I'm it, baby! Taking Oklahoma State or to uh, win at home. We're gonna go opposite this whole way. Iowa State TCU. Can you imagine how TCU? I mean, it has to be TCU. You imagine how annoyed you have to go <laughs> TCU. You can't lose to Iowa State and lose out of the rankings like that, man. No way. Yeah, yeah. It's Ohio. No, it's TCU all the way. Thirty-five, ten, TCU is my pick. It might even not might not even be that close. Kansas at Kansas State. K State's got got everything to lose there. They need to win. I agree. Go go Kansas State. K State. Actually, I don't want go Kansas. So Texas has a shot. Well, there is that. I mean, you could certainly want them for that. All right, well, there's, there's uh, some of your Big 12 matchups. Should be exciting. Bring it. Should be very, very exciting. Uh, we are approaching Go final, final minutes the here of the bullpen, uh, and apparently, have you heard that the, the Yankees are, uh, are out there ready to spend money on, on Justin Verlander? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, we, now we know why Justin Verlander didn't, you know, yep. didn't come back immediately. Yeah. He's got a bidding war for him, and you know what? I don't blame him. Yeah, this uh, MLB's Mark Feinson says uh, the Yankees are right in the mix. Of, the, of this talk. As for, they should be. I mean, damn, they need a guy like that. That'll make them a uh, World Series contender immediately. Giants have also had that opportunity to meet with Aaron Judge in person this week. Uh, they can't let him leave. Do not let him leave that city. John Paul Morosi says it went all the way up to the ownership level this meeting did. Way better. <laughs> they better have rolled out the double red carpet, and that's mm-hmm. not even a real thing. I'm just saying, give them two. Give them three. So the Giants are expected to make a formal offer to Judge within the week. Quote, don't quote. let him leave. I mean, it sounds like he's not going to because he's got family out there. So he's probably going to stay there for a while. But I think I saw the numbers should be around like nine years, three twenty-five or something like three forty. So I'm he- I'm hearing he's wanting uh, two ninety-five maybe. In, uh, Mark Feinstein says he's wanting quote in excess of forty million a year over eight seasons. Okay, that would make it. Uh, the biggest free agent contract of all time above Mike Judge, who's I think right now at uh, $35.5 million a year. Look, he, he, at, the, to the, at this point in his career, you give him that. You give him that and, and thank him for taking it because this is an all-generational guy, man. Like This is like one of the best players in the MLB, and he is out there for you to grab. You got to give him the best pitch ever and get him out of the Yankees and get him out of the AL, please. Yeah. Take yeah. him, send him home, bring him home. Listen, I don't think anybody in the American League would be complaining if he got out of there no. with those 62 home runs. Just send him back over there to the Bay. They'll hit yeah, some more, hit he'll some be more happy home runs home. and get like, guys in kayaks exactly. hang out and catch their balls over there and have fun. They probably pitched the best rebuild possible because I guarantee you, if Aaron Judge goes to San Francisco, California, a lot of guys are going to want to go there too. Yeah. Which I listen. I don't want to see the the Giants rebuild and all of a sudden become a World Series contender. I do, again. man. It's I couldn't fun stand when the it when it was happening. I couldn't. I, w- I won't be able to stand it again <laughs> now. I just. It just. It just won't be. I'm not a Giants fan, but I'm a West Coast fan. So bring it. Okay. And they're not in the AL, so bring it even more. Well, see, that's the best part about it. Yeah. But they wouldn't be in the AL, so it wouldn't bother you. And it me. would hurt all Yankees fans, which is always a good thing. Sorry, Matt. Listen, I'm okay. I, anytime. That we can always agree on. Yes. Red Sox, man. Uh, just Hell real no. quick, Justin Verlander, Albert Pujols, two of the most decorated uh, players in their era, both named 2022 Comeback Player of the Year. 
for the American and National League, respectively. Good for that. And uh, I, I really love to see Pujols getting that. Absolutely. Verlander, I mean, especially coming off that season where, what, he didn't throw a single pitch. It's the ultimate swan song, technically, for both. Pujols with that that legendary 700 club. Dude, no one could have walked out of their career better than Albert Pujols. I swear to God. That was like, no one will ever be able to to end their career the way Albert Pujols. It was beautiful. and It was. It was you got to respect it. It was harmonious. Yep. yep. That's it for us. Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to you. Is that a right word? Yeah. I don't know. We will uh, see you on Monday. Take see care. See ya.